Hey legends, welcome along to Hellmouth Hotline. I am your host, Rodney Stewart, and we're getting on to Angel in this episode. This is episode 11 of season 1, entitled, I hope I pronounced this properly, Somnambulist. Now, I've watched this series countless times at this point and I never actually looked up what somnambulist actually means so I just took a look for it online there and apparently it's another word for sleepwalker so yeah I've learned something new for this episode uh, tasty tasty little episode this one really really did enjoy this here we get a lot more of Kate Lockley in this one and she finally finds out Angel's secret of him being a vampire uh, yes this episode is one of these ones where it starts off and uh, a girl's fleeing down the street from someone that's chasing her obviously a big bad um, of course whoever it is catches her and while he's just before he kills her he runs this metal claw down her cheek and carves a cross into it and once he does that there he bites her drains her blood vampire then the camera moves up and uh that's angel uh so he at the same point is woken from his sleep this is a, a nightmare that he's had well when i say nightmare later in the episode he actually talks about having these dreams and they're not nightmares because he enjoyed them so uh as he awakes you hear the sirens of police cars and uh the same sirens turn up in the alleyway find this girl dead and uh Kate Lockley's there, she's examining the body and comments that it must be the same person uh, this is the third in a row so next morning uh, Cordelia of course she's all business trying to get prepared for customers coming into Angel Investigations and she's practicing like the, the pitch that she's going to give people and pretty much just rehearsing it to an empty chair Wesley turns up with uh, their mail, post, whatever you want to call it, and he's inquiring if uh, Angel and Cordelia have noticed any sinister goings on. At this point, he's uh, still the rogue demon hunter in his mind, but he wants to be part of the team, but he's not officially a member. They're kind of, uh, you know, he's there to like you know we could swap notes in our respective fronts and whatnot. Um, Wesley notices it's something that seems familiar and frightening on the front page of the newspaper that uh, was part of the post it turns out the post he brought in for Cordelia and Angel was actually for the office next door but he notices on the newspaper uh, something that's made him freak out ever so slightly so he politely excuses himself and leaves uh angel comes into the office you know he's uh cranky about her looking up for uh, a license plate number cordelia suggests angel try asking kit kit lockley the police woman for a favor angel's not himself he's 
not angry, but he's a short tempered. He's like he's like a lack of sleep. You know, he's not well rested and whatnot. Uh, he tries to leave by the front door to go see Kate, and uh, accidentally steps out under the sunlight. So before he catches fire. He comes back and he's like, I'll take the sewers. So, yeah, that's obvious to Cordelia at this point that you know, something's just not firing on all cylinders off him. Angel goes to the police station and he talks to Kate Lockley and he notices the, the crime scene photos that she has, which bring, call up, you know, these images from his dreams. Uh, we cut back to the office. That's cutting it down very... Uh, very short and a lot of the sequence here and just i want to talk about the episode but i don't want to go beat 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 for it essentially like there's a lot of stuff between him and kate in this episode and she obviously at this point still has uh an attraction to him at this point she doesn't know him but i'm been a vampire and whatnot uh if you want to know more about that there you can check out some of the earlier episodes i've done on the, the series here but, uh, you know, she's into him, you know, and whatnot. But uh, he sees these photographs that are from the crime scene. And this brings up the images from the dreams that he's having. And uh, we cut back to the office and Wesley confronts Cordelia about the fact that the recent murders matches the MO that Angelus had back in the day. Uh, he would carve a cross onto the left cheek of his victims before killing them. And Cordelia jumps to Angel's defence and uh, she's like, no, you can leave now, you're not going to come in here and accuse Angel of something. And uh, at that point, Angel comes in and admits that it might be him. And, uh, you know, he goes into the whole thing about... He has got no memory of this happening. And, you know, Cordelia, again, you know, when he does admit to, you know, Wesley's right and what he's saying, Cordelia's like, you know, you stake him, I cut his head off. Uh, so Wesley pulls the cross on him at this point and, uh, you know, step back. But Angel's like, he grabs hold of Wesley and puts him under a hold. He's you know, I don't want to hurt you, but that's how quick I could take you if I really wanted to. So they're trying to work out what's going on here because, you know, as Cordelia says to, uh, it can't be Angel because, you know, if he was sleepwalking and doing this in his sleep, as soon as he stepped out through the door, he'd burst in the fire and the sunlight and he sleeps during the day. But uh, Wesley, been the voice of reason, Says, you know, unless this happens in the pre-dawn hours, and that's when these murders took place. So they come up with the idea of tying Angel up that night. He gets on his bed, they tie him down, chain him up. Uh, they're going to wait to see what happens. And Cordelia cracks a joke, you know, the, the glamorous LA lifestyle. I get to make the coffee and tie the boss to the bed. So, uh, yeah, that night, instead of dreaming about a current murder, he dreams about his past, and that's one of the elements of the this show that I enjoy. You know, I, I like Angel as a character. You know, I've always had that thing for the 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 hero 
having the dark past and whatnot, and it's really well done. An angel, and whenever they start cutting back to, you know, his early days, uh, flashback sequences, uh, builds more and more on the character, and the more we go through this season, and particularly season two, you get a hell of a lot of it. Uh, I really do enjoy it, and it's it's also a great way in later seasons of bringing Spike and Drusilla back in for little cameos as well. But, uh, yes, he dreams about his past, and, you know, he wakes up in the morning, uh, in the dream you see the same type of murder happening way back in the day, and, of course, we've already been told that this was Angelus's M.O. back then. And uh, we see the dream, and Angelus is standing there, and he's like, there you go. Aren't, isn't that better now? Uh, at this point, he wakes up. Uh, Cordelia turns up with a newspaper. There's been a fresh murder. White Angel's been tied to the bed. And she's like, you know, it's great news. Not so much for the dead person. But at least we now know that Angel didn't do it. To which he replies that he did do it. And he realises that the killer is this vampire that he turned back in the day. Uh, brand new character for this episode. And, uh, yeah, he realises this vampire, Penn, uh, he resolves to tell Kate, despite Wesley's objections, you know, you can't just walk into a police precinct and say you've got uh, intimate knowledge of these killings and that the 200-year-old Puritan is responsible for it. But Angel goes to Kate talks to her in private and he asks Kate if she trusts him and gives her a sketch of the vampire's face and a clue about who and where will be the next strike. Uh, on his way out he steals a police radio so he and Wesley can intercept Penn before the police can confront him. Uh, for some reason I looked it up here and I, I, I'm not sure if Penn's actually his proper name in the episode. We'll just say the bad vampire from here on in. Um, yeah, Kit puts a task force together to find him. And in the act, force him into an abandoned warehouse. Anyway, the angel was correct. Where this guy could be at, they track him down. Before he gets a chance to kill his next victim, the police corner him in a warehouse and... Uh, Angel busts in in the middle of it. Kit ends up face to face with him and uh, shoots him three times. She thinks he's dead, but he gets up and attacks her. At this point, Angel pops in and they have their conversation about, uh, you know, this is Angelus, how are you? Sort of thing. As far as this guy's concerned, this is Angelus and not Angel. He's got no idea, but I'm being the, the good guy now. Um, yeah, they fight, and uh, this first time, this is the way Kate finds out what Angel actually is, is when he changes the vamp mode and she sees his face, and he starts fighting with this guy, and they, it's a fairly supernatural fight in the way that they do it. There's it's not just punches and kicks, but there's a lot of like chucking each other through walls and stuff and you know, grab somebody by the throat and instead of just lifting them off the ground they 
fly up together and bounce off the ceiling and back down again. So it's not a traditional physical fight. There's a bit of a supernatural element to it. Uh, so she is freaked out. Um, yeah. After he escapes, uh, Angel asks Kate to leave Penn to him because she does not know what she's dealing with. And, uh, you know, she said too that, you know, I shot him and he just got up like nothing happened. And at this point, she pulls the gun and the Angel puts it to his chest, you know, and, you know, if I pull this trigger, will you get up too? So Angel's like, you know, I think you already know what the score is here. There's stuff that you've kept out of their police reports, you know, the victims have been drained of their blood and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, uh, we cut over to the Angel Investigations Office and, of course, Cordelia again has gone through this same pitch that she was practising at the beginning of the episode. And as we cu- turn to the seat that she's talking to this time, our little bad vampire is sitting there. Um... So he starts asking all these questions about uh, Angel and uh, he said there was a policewoman recommended him to come to Angel Investigations, you know, for the truly human touch, come to Angel Investigations. So he's asking these questions, Cordelia's answering and then realises that you're totally pumping me for information. Um, Yeah, so again, we've got an hour confrontation between Angel and this guy in the office it's all big talk at this point As before Angel was into the room uh, he's going to attack Cordelia but she, she's smart enough at this point to open the blinds to the street and get the sunlight in there so she can hide across the room from him so he's trapped on one side of the office in the doorway to the street and Angel is on the other side of the office coming in from the the inner office so they're face to face but they're separated by a beam of sunlight so they can't actually fight each other at this point and uh, Angel's like you know gets at him about you know like you're a cheesy hack sort of thing you've been doing the same routine for 200 years now you know, change it up, be a bit more original, he's like goading them, you know, and uh, this guy's like, you know what, I think you're right, like me, my act is getting a little bit stale, so uh, at this point, Wesley comes in, he gets hold of him, has him in a headlock, and there's a bit more threatening between him and Angel, and uh, before he leaves, just think of the, just think of the, worst thing that you can think possible and I'll see you there sort of thing so he disappears off and then we cut to the sequence of you know Angel's going through the city night by night looking for him we see images of him sitting in his apartment or his hotel room and he's making notes and plans and then we see images of Kate and the, the police precinct or she's sitting at home and she's researching vampires and whatnot. And uh, we finally, she finally gets a knock at the door and it's Angel. He's coming there to talk to her but trying to stop this guy. And uh, he's like, you know, can I come in? And to what she replies, oh, of course, you need, a, you need an invite to come in. And she goes into the whole thing about, you know, Angel's. It's obvious you've been doing your homework. And she's like, you know, quiz me. I know everything. 
you know, she she goes over this list of stuff. You know, your friend has been in LA twice before, a couple of dates over the last hundred years or whatever, and then there was something in uh, Boston. I think he was there too, but then she had some of the the sucker punch that uh, she knows exactly who he is and who Angelus was. She heard the name Angelus and the the fight between Angel and this guy a few nights beforehand so she did her research got everything in Angel and you know particularly brutal bastard bail accounts and uh, she uh, was like you know stay out of my way you know you're not getting an invite into my house I know how to take care of this dude uh, decapitation holy water decapitate or stake through the heart and if I, after I get him if I see you you're going to be the next person to get it so uh, he's turned away from the door. They finally track him down to uh, a hotel that he stayed in uh, through reports that they've been getting online. You know, victims here, uh, the suspect got away, matches the MO over whatever dates. And Cordelia realizes that, you know, there's a a photograph of the hotel and one article and there's a, the next article there's another photograph of the same hotel with a little bit of a face left and there's a big time difference between that so they reckon okay he's predictable as usual we'll go and check out that hotel now see what's happening so they get in there they find like a shrine in the wall to all his victims and then these photographs spread out on the table of uh, high school bus routes and uh, yeah he's leaving a, a trail for them to you know he's going to attack all these school buses and kill children and whatnot so uh, Angel's like you know he's finally changing up his act so we cut over to the the police station and Lockley is now setting up another group of police officers to go after him and she has printouts of the the sketch Angel gave her earlier in the episode uh, so she's going through the whole list of orders and what we're going to have to do and whatnot. Uh, the next thing this little voice from the back of the room pipes up and he's like, you know, this is a terrible terrible likeness like the mouth is all wrong and it's the dude he's there he's in the police barracks and he's coming for police barracks that's a very northern Ireland way of saying that uh the police station he's right in there he's after kit and the the trail that he's leaving towards school buses and children was something to throw angel off the scent so he beats his way through the policeman grabs kit takes her out we cut over to Angel and Wesley they're turning up in the underground parking of the police station they've got the, a police radio that he stole from a police car earlier on uh, they're listening to uh, everything that's happening as they get in there police cars are going crazy getting out of the, the parking bays obviously to go out after Kate they think this guy's off of her but uh, Angel opens one of the sewer covers 
goes down into the sewers, of course. He sired this guy, so he has a sense of where he's at, and he finds him down there with Kate and uh, tells him, you know, you really think I was going to fall for that? So they have a final head-on encounter where, you know, Angel's like, you know, you've been sticking it to your father for 200 years now, and the, the guy's like, you know, you're 100% right. That's always been about sticking it to my father, but, you know, I've come to realise, you know, you made me and jealous. You're my real father. And Angel cracks the joke, uh, grabs him, throws him to the ground. He's like, okay then, you're grounded. And uh, they fight back and forth. Kate's stuck in the centre of this here. She gets knocked down a few times. And then she pulls this two before, it's like four, at least four feet of a lump of wood. And at this point, Angel's on the back foot. Uh, this guy's got him turned around into like a. He's got him in like a, a bear hug sort of thing. He's got his back, his chest is Angel's back, and Angel's trapped there. And Kit has this moment of, okay, I'm gonna take these two guys out. And at the last moment, she drives this wood right through Angel. It comes out of his back and dusts the vampire and he's gone. And uh, Angel's like, you know, you missed. And she's like, no, I didn't. So even though she threatened Angel that, you know, next time I see you, I'm going to take this guy out next time I see you. I'll do the same to you. She doesn't kill Angel. She lets him go. And... Uh, that's pretty much it for the end of the episode. Like we cut to the the rooftop above Angel Investigations at the end of the episode and he's sitting there having his little Batman moment looking out over the city, brooding about things. Uh, Cordelia turns up with uh, another job from the powers that be for Angel, hands him the note or whatever it is. And uh, he's talking about, you know, this place is pretty similar to where I grew up. <laughs> and she's like, you know, yeah, I can see that apart from the cars and the buildings and everything else. But he's like, you know, it's, it's not that different. Everybody's going about their lives and whatnot. He's having a wee deep moment to himself. And uh, he's thinking about his past. And, you know, it's something he's always going to be fighting with, trying to get away from. And she's like, you know, people can change. And the powers that be sent me this vision and a mission... Uh, they sent it for Angel, not Angela, so they know the difference. And, uh, you know, just be the person that you are, more or less. But Angel's like, you know what? Sometimes people change it back, and if that ever happens, Cordelia pipes up, well, don't you worry, I'd kill you stone dead. <laughs> so we cut out the end of the episode. It's a great little finisher to it. Fantastic episode. This one here... I think out of season one is probably one of my favourite episodes. There's a lot to like. Like, I can easily sit down with the box set of Angel. It's on Disney Plus as well now. If you haven't seen it before, I would highly recommend it. Like, I still find it hard to believe that this was way back in the year 2000. This was aired. It seems like, I don't know. 
I'm 45, coming 45 now. At the start of the year, I'd be 45 years old. I still feel like I'm 18. Like, I really, like, I'd, I'm in the best physical condition of my life. I'm better conditioned now than I was whenever I was 20. And mentally, you know, 2000 just seems like a couple of years ago. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it's a, a show now. I do have to say this show... In a lot of ways, it's aged very, very well until the point where you start to see the, the early mobile phones been introduced to it. But uh, storytelling, fantastic. Great, great episode. Sorry about that there. I constantly, every time I did this last night on a podcast for the science fiction show, I dropped my phone on the desk probably blew out your speakers I do apologise for that um, so please if that annoyed the loving piss out of you let me know in the comments below so uh, yeah that's going to do it guys I hope you enjoyed the episode if you did please share it long rate and review all the good social media stuff I'll love you forever and uh, contact the show directly via the email hellmouthhotline at gmail.com and until the next episode whatever you're doing I hope you're doing it safe, and I'll talk to you all then. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.